They're all talking about it, and I'm not one of them. I just care about learning things about Narnia. They can have their fun, and I'm having my own separate fun away from them. Hi, everybody. Welcome back. My name is Nia, and this is Not As Young Adults, a podcast for I, an emotionally stunted 22-year-old, talk to my guests and friends about the enduring appeal of YA books, movies, and TV shows for all ages. This week, I've invited one of my longtime internet friends. You may know her from the Book Hose podcast, Grace. Grace, would you like to introduce yourself? Hi, um, I'm Grace. I am one of the co-hosts of the Book Hose podcast, podcast where we talk about books. Um, you can listen to us on Apple or Spotify, and you can find us on Twitter at the Book Hose. I've invited Grace on today to talk about a show that was a major part of our lives. You know, in January 2011, a little show called House of Anubis premiered on Nickelodeon, and Little Me was absolutely obsessed with it. I don't know about how you feel about House of Anubis, Grace, but that's how I, that's how I was. That is also how I was. Yes, yes. It, the obsession was real. How did you um, get introduced to the show? So I don't think I watched it initially um i was like 13 when the first season came out so i was like in the age range my sister she's like three or four years younger than me she was watching it initially um and so she would be watching it and i would like pass through the living room or whatever and see it on and eventually i started being like wait i want to know what's going to happen next like i would get bits and pieces and be like wait what's going on and she'd be like just watch it and so i did and so then like by the end of the first season was when i was hooked so I, I watched like the last episodes of the season um as they were airing but I I didn't join until like midway through the first season and then I was like never mind I'm here I'm here now forever and then I watched season two and three relig- religiously as they came out you did a rewatch like pretty recently pretty recently meeting like within the last year right if I can remember I did I never got I think I never watched season three I I gave up not on purpose. It just it just never happened. I started at the beginning of season three, but I did rewatch the first two seasons. Yeah. Also, like season three is kind of like a weird one where like Nina left, and it was also like I remember when when it was live, like they did like the weird move to like from Nickelodeon to Teen Nick, like they halfway did. through. I mean, like talking about the show, you know, what was so interesting to you about like the show House of Anubis? So I think initially the relationship plots where went drew me in because they were easier to understand and weirdly enough the mara and the mick storyline is when i was would like i feel like their episodes were the ones i happened to cross the living room and that happened to watch and so i was like kind of like wondering what was happening to them and it was easy to figure out because it wasn't like egyptian stuff and dead people and all whatever the hell the plot of season one is but then i would like stay longer and, like, see what was going on with the actual plot of the show. I was like, oh, this is interesting, too. And so the relationship stuff segued into the actual plot of the show. Yeah. The relationship stuff is, like, has always been very interesting to me about House of Anubis. Because, like, at the time I was watching it, I was, like, 11. So just, like, just around the age where I was, like, still watching, you know, kid shows on, like, Nickelodeon and Disney. But starting to be like, you know what? Maybe there's a bigger world than kid shows and like when I was watching House of Anubis I think that was like the first time I started to ship things because like if you watch like 
the st- stuff I was watching like was like iCarly and Victorious and like okay you know, iCarly was like those. the first when I was started shipping things too for yeah. me and that like, would have been like romance and that but like it's not as like I don't think there wasn't like the slow burn shipping that right. I used to like through House of Anubis yeah I feel like it had more appeal because I was also at the age where like I was 13 so I was not really watching kids shows as much anymore I was starting to like graduate so i think the relationship part of the show probably is why it appealed to me at first because i was like oh like this is like in the other shows that i watch so it had like the older tween appeal as well as the younger tween appeal i think it's like in that perfect middle spot between like do you know children's shows where it was just, just like it was, you know, 30-minute digestible plot and format. Yeah. But also, like, had, like, it, a little bit more mature. Like, these days, like, when I was watching it, I was like, you know what? This is just, like, a step away. If they just, you know, if this was airing on, like, Freeform or the CW, I, I see what they could have pulled. They could have pulled so much. They could have pulled so much. These were, like, kids in a boarding school. Like, you know... Thank God for Nickelodeon keeping it PG or else I'm pretty sure it would have gotten weird. Although if they ever did like a reboot like on the CW or on like, I don't know, HBO Max or something, I would watch it. I would watch it and I would would be happy to watch it. I would watch it because I watch, I love to watch kind of terrible dark reboot stuff. Mm Mm-hmm. Although I, although I was surprised that, like, when they did, like, do, like, season three because they did, like, move it from Nickelodeon to Teenage, I was surprised that it didn't go, um super uh adult because i don't remember much about season three because i was like a hardcore like season one i loved them fabian and nino mara mm-hmm. and jerome and i got so mad when they when they ruined that i was just like i'm not watching anymore so i was never big on fabian and nina but i was very diehard mara and jerome and people can come at me if they want that's fine i can take the heat i can take the heat i understand they have problematic elements and i when i was rewatching the show i was like i'm not gonna like this anymore but I was like, no, no, this is still good. This still hits. And that's my toxic trait, I guess. I don't know. I remember you had you had the tweet where it was just like, you're the house of Anubis ship that you like. It, like, it, show, it shows what toxic trait you are. Yeah, and- or like what traits you're willing to forgive in people, I think. Mm-hmm. I, yeah, Mara I, I stand by that. Mara and Jerome is a ship for people with I can fix him disease. And it's I'm not true. afraid to say that. And also people who, like, don't hold grudges when they should, probably. Were you ever part of, like, the House of Anubis fandom in any way? I was. Um, so I did not join the House of Anubis fandom until, like, the lead up till season three. So that's when I was, like, on Tumblr. That's when I created my little, like, side Twitter account. Um, and... I don't know. I don't think I left a huge mark on the House of Anubis fandom. I did make gifts, and there were not that many people in the fandom who made gifts, so I guess I'm selling myself short. I eventually got good. At first, I was really bad at it, but eventually I got good, and by the time I got good, I wasn't making House of Anubis gifts anymore. Um, so I did that. I had this little Tumblr called HOA Screen Caps, so if you were around in the House of Anubis days, that was me. I posted screen caps of the show, and then I made, like, shitty fanfiction.net fix can i say can i curse on this show yeah some of the first fanfiction i ever read was for a house of anubis i also wrote fanfiction like i started i started on like the nickelodeon message boards when oh my I god had that, and then i graduated onto fanfiction.net and i was like holy shit 
fanfiction.net. It's so different. What a wild world out there. Oh my God, there's kissing scenes. Mm -hmm. There's real kissing scenes. 11-year-old me was having a time. I I mean, I was never part of the fandom, but I did like, I used to um, like watch the fan vids obsessively. Yeah. Yeah, I watched some of those. The fan, the fan vids were something else. I still like some of them. Mm-hmm. As someone who um, like watched House of Anubis in the past and you know watched and rewatched it semi recently, I'm like, why do you think people such as yourself are like so attached to House of Anubis after all of these years? I don't know. I really <laughs> don't know. I think so. Watching it again, I was like, this doesn't hold. This doesn't hold up. But that's okay. It's like the nostalgic factor makes it fine. But I think what drew people to it initially was probably like the relationship stuff, like we said. And then there's also a bunch of different characters. So I think that um, there's a character for everyone to like, which is an important thing I think when it comes to like broad appeal. And then I also think like it's like light horror i don't know not necessarily horror but like it's like a it could be like a gateway drug into like more horror-y things and i really like horror-y things now so i think that's why it appealed to me a lot when i was younger as well when i was younger i think it was like very unique in shows that i watched because like again i was a little kid so i was like holy shit this is what this is like kind of scary this is mysterious and Mm -hmm. like the stories and it's like a, a story that i can follow instead of Things that, you know, because other kids shows, they, uh, like, it's just a self-contained story every episode. But, like, House of Anubis, I was, I was literally just, like, waiting every day for, like, a new episode. Which is, which is also, like, the House of Anubis format is kind of great in that it's, like, a soap opera yeah. thing. Which is something that I don't think Nickelodeon had really done before. Or at least hadn't done for a while before, you know, premiering, adapting the original House of Anubis and then premiering are the anglicized, English sized House of Anubis. I remember like being in fifth grade and like trying to get a friend to watch House of Anubis and like she was a big Harry Potter fan. So I was like, watch House of Anubis. It's just like Harry Potter, but with Egyptian, but with, but with Egyptian mythology and an American in it. And scary. And as I was talking, I was like, this is nothing like Harry Potter. This is just British. But I know that, you know, making that connection will make people watch it. Yeah. Harry Potter, but if Harry Potter was American. Um, and a bad actor. <laughs> the the acting on the show, I hesitate to criticize it, but yeah. 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 I didn't I, notice it as a kid. I definitely I definitely did. I definitely don't think I noticed it as much as I do now, but I noticed it a little bit. Some of it is like, you can't not notice it. I think most of the cast is average. Some of them are really good. Some of them are really good. Everyone else is like, you know, just like average, like not bad. And then some of them, a few, mainly one, are really, really bad. (laughs) I pretended not to see it, at least like for the first two seasons, because I... Natalia Ramos was in the Bratz movie, and yeah, as a kid, I really loved the Bratz movie. So I was like, I love her, and and I loved her in House of Anubis, and I was just like, I liked her. I'm not, I'm not gonna. I see people criticizing her acting. She's great. I love this. I don't remember her being bad in the Bratz movie. I will say because I did see that movie, um, but I also have only seen it once, and it's been a really long time. So I could have just not known at the time what good acting was, and also it. 
I wiped it from my mind. But I do, I don't remember her being bad in that. Yeah. Uh, yeah. I think I I watched the Bratz. I, the Bratz movie is a major part of my childhood. So I watched it um, every few years. She was, I don't think she, she was bad in that either. It's just that like the tone of the Bratz movie, like some things like they have like tones that like encourage like campy acting and like she excelled in that. Whereas House of Anubis, even though it was like a kid's show and very funny at times, it was more dramatic. And, you know, it's a place where more dramatic actors shine and like more over the top campy actors don't. I'm probably yeah. not using the word camp right, but that's mm. the only way. I, can I won't judge you for it. I think you're doing fine. So, like, we've talked about, like, you know, Mara, the Mara and Jerome dynamic. Was there anything else that you particularly enjoyed? Um, like, ships-wise or just overall? Ships-wise, plot-wise, anything-wise. Um, hmm. I was really into Amphi, Amber and Alfie at the time. Rewatching, not so much. Um, I liked Jeroy a lot in season three. Jerome and Joy. I moved on. I didn't move on, but, you know... Um, I have layers, so I liked both. I liked Jerome and Mara, and I liked Jerome and Joy. Um, character-wise, I had, like, at first my favorite character was Jerome, and then in I season love a bad three, boy. yeah, yeah, but he has, he has the layers, he's, like, the tragic past, cope, the the tragic hair. past, everything, he has it all, he has it all, and you just can't deny it, and I had a big crush on him, which helped as well. He was the blueprint for all other like bad boys. I'm just gonna. He say. really was. He was, he was the blueprint for for everything. He just was. No one was doing it like him. Um, I liked him a lot. And then in season three, everyone like really hated Mara. Like in the fandom, like people hated her because she was kind of a bitch. She was. But that was my feminist awakening. Awakening, <laughs> and I was like, I'm gonna defend her because no one else is going to. And then Mara became my favorite overall for the rest of time. Mara is my favorite character. I feel like everyone, I feel like there was a reason to hate her in every season. Like, it, it just because in season one, she stole Amber's boyfriend and then didn't see Jerome and people hated her for that. And in season two, she didn't really do She didn't really do much. And then in season three, she was kind of a bitch. But also, I gotta support a girl boss. Gaslight Gatekeep girl boss. And she did all three of those excellently. So how can we, how can we fault her for that? I remember being really mad that, that she was, like, one of the smartest people in the house and yet somehow never got tapped to be in, like, Sabuna. Sabuna, for those who don't know, is a little secret society of um, detectives within the... So, how, I probably should have described this earlier. House of Anubis is a show about a bunch of teenagers living in a boarding school and they're all in a house together. And, and in the house, there are mysteries and secrets, but only, like... But only like half of the kids in the house are aware of the mysteries and secrets. So only like that. And they form a little club called Sabuna. And so like half of the kids are solving mysteries and the other half are ha- having relationship drama. And, you know, you could, and the show fooled me into thinking it would be like this. Oh, all of these kids in the house, this little found family solving mysteries. But no, no. only half of the kids at a time, sometimes less. She did get, she did get. Um, redeemed and she was in Sabuna for one episode the very last episode of the show but yeah it was it was bullshit I mean but also at the same time if she had been in Sabuna they would have gotten everything done much quicker and then they wouldn't have had a show so I do understand it from that perspective but also like the in the house of Anubis I don't remember what it was in in German or Dutch which they adapted you know the American house of Anubis we all know and love from like she did have a big role. She she was like kind of 
in a way a little bit of a chosen one but and like was a bigger part of the mystery so when I found that out I was just like why are they shafting my girl like this we were robbed we were robbed and for what Natalia Ramos is I know and honestly like she acting Tazy was like decent I mean not great not terrible but decent yeah, she could have done it. She could have been fine. She she could produce tears pretty easily, and I think that's an important quality to have on House of Anubis, so. Also, I just think that she was really pretty, and that's all I cared about when I was in fifth grade. That's what you do in fifth grade or middle school. You yeah, know? yeah. Yeah. Yeah, House of Anubis, the girl hate in the fandom was kind of strong at times. It was it's- so bad. I vividly remember, and it's been years, it's been years, I vividly remember seeing a post on Tumblr during season three. Well, I just said I vividly remember, and now I don't really remember what it was, but it was something like... Vividly remember the anger. That's I remember the anger I had. It was like, I hope Mara, like, goes to college, gets pregnant, and has to have the baby, and then gets on drugs, and then <laughs> kills herself. Like, something like that. And I, at least the baby part, definitely. And, like, and she can't afford to raise him. Like, this whole drawn-out thing, I was like... This is a fictional character, and go touch some grass. It was insane. It was insane. Also, what has Mara done wrong other than, like, be mean to a guy who cheated on her? Yeah, exactly. And the guy, and I didn't realize this at the time, because this was my feminist awakening, but no one treated him badly, even though he was the one that did the bad thing and cheated on her, but she was the villain for some reason. Like, sure, maybe she, sure, maybe she went too far in trying to get revenge or treat him badly, but also, like, he cheated on her. I Mm -hmm. think that's fine. I think she was justified. I think so, too. I think you could argue probably that, like, she dragged her friends into it. Yeah. So that, yeah, you know, I get it. But she was well within her rights. Justice for Mara. Honestly, if they ever do a House of, like, revival or reboot... Mara better get, like, everything that she deserves. She better be, like, the lead. She better be the queen. She better be the protagonist. She And she better have, like, a decent, long-lasting relationship. hmm When I write my House of Anubis knockoff young adult novel, I will make her the main character. And then I will get sued by Nickelodeon. But first, I will make her the main character. On the topic of, like, Mara... What are your thoughts on Fabian and Mara, since they kind of got together at the end? I am a Fabian and Mara supporter. I have been here since day one. Um, people will say it's rushed. People will say they didn't last after um, after the last episode and there was like a rebound. To them, I say, shut up. Um, they're haters. They're just they're haters. haters. I think that they are great together. They're both smart. And what else do you need? I don't know. I I enjoyed it. And I I feel like I am part of the reason that they happened because I probably liked a Tumblr post in support of them one time. And they looked at the likes and they said, this has like 10 likes. And that's a lot for a House of Anubis Tumblr post. So we're going to make Mar and Fabian canon. And I was part of that. Yeah, because the writers were like, I think I remember hearing or reading something that the writers were to a degree aware of like, fandom crack ships and stuff they were I was also they definitely were and also just because they were smart as an adult i'm like just because two people are smart does not mean that they can sustain a relationship but also this is a children's show yeah and, and sustain a relationship 
if you try hard enough. And, like, all the other ships who got out of that show, like, made much less sense. Like, Amber and Alfie realistically never would have gotten together in the real world. And then Fabian and Nina, what did they have in common? It's the same thing as Fabian and Mara. But they lasted two seasons, so why couldn't Fabian and Mara last two seasons, you know? Fabian and Nina, looking back, I think it was, I think they, I, I think I primarily shipped it because Back then, I didn't know that you could ship things that weren't canon. Yeah. So I was like, if the, if the TV show makes it canon or has gives it basis, then then obviously I'll ship it. No more crack ships. But these days when I'm looking back, I'm like, yep. So Amber is definitely gay for Nina. Yeah. Um, Honestly. bisexual. She definitely was in love with Joy. Yeah. I support – I would support Amber and Nina, but I don't like Nina – so I, I can't morally, but I like the idea of it. If Nina, Why don't you like Nina? I don't know. I just don't like her. Is it just like a protagonist thing? Like, you know, I feel like protagonists are always like the least interesting character. Yeah. Just because like they have, to, they have to be relatable to everyone. So like all like the fun little quirks are given to like the love interest or their best friend or the side characters. Yeah. Wait, I've never thought about it like that. But yeah, you're right. Yeah, that is why they're not – that's why the protagonist isn't fun because they yeah. don't have a personality because it's given to everyone else. Yeah, like literally pick any show or like pick any book or pick any uh, movie. You ask someone what their favorite character is and like nine times out of ten, like it's not the main – it's not like the main guy because everyone else is allowed to have like quirks and weird vibes and, you know, we like we like weirdos in this house. Sometimes it's also easier to empathize with like – the guy who's getting dragged along into an adventure than the guy who just runs headfirst into an adventure, the chosen one, because no one's a chosen one. That's true. Maybe if the chosen one had more of a, like, getting dragged into it vibe, then maybe they'd be more relatable, but... Yeah, and Nina was the chosen one I don't, for... I don't remember... Nina was the chosen one because of her... Because she was born on, like, a certain day, right? Yeah, <laughs> July 7th. It was July 7th. July 7th. She's a cancer. I'm also a cancer. Yeah, House of Anubis. What a freaking fuck wild show. Mm-hmm. So, like, you know, in recent years, there have been, like, you know, children's shows or, like, shows on, like, from Nickelodeon shows kind of, like, having a renaissance on, like, social media and Twitter because of people, like, watching them again on streaming services and, you know, gaining a new new understanding if House of Anubis were to ever have, like, a similar sort of renaissance, what do you hope that people kind of get from it? I don't know. So I don't know if it would have a similar renaissance because it was so underground at the time, whereas, like, shows like iCarly and Victoria's were popular at the time and now they're popular again. So I don't know if it would have a renaissance, but if it did, what do I hope people would get from it? I don't know. I hope they would... um want to reboot it but better that's what i hope they would want i hope someone would find it who works in like hollywood or tv or whatever and they and people would like it for some reason people would like this renaissance i don't know why but for some reason they would like the show in this renaissance and they would like it enough that it would get rebooted but better and on a different network that's what i would like what network are we thinking? Like, are we thinking, like, Netflix, HBO Max? I think Freeform? Netflix is the best bet because I think that it would have the right vibe on Netflix. If we wanted to be, like, prestigious, it could, sure, it could go to HBO Max, but I don't think that would be good. I want it to be fun, 
but I yeah. want it to be good. And I think Netflix is the place you go to watch a show that's fun, but good. Yeah, so, I can definitely, like, see it, like, having, like, this, like, dark, it, like, Netflix, like, going all in on, like, the dark academia aspects of it. Mm-hmm. House of Anubis was dark academia for the girls who didn't know what dark academia was yet. And that is my truth. It's true. It kicked off the dark academia mu- movement. I, I remember, like, House of Anubis and Zoe 101 and was, like, it made me ask my parents if I could go to boarding school. And my parents were like, no, why are you asking this? The boarding school is not what it looks like on Nickelodeon. It took me a long time, actually, to realize that Zoe 101 was a boarding school because for a long time I thought they were in college. They did film at a college. They did film oh, at a okay, university, that's why. which is a college in Los Angeles. Boarding school fiction is is always very interesting because you it does feel like it should be in college. Like, I feel, House of Anubis, you know, they, they we always say, oh, yeah, high school shows should be in college, but... They're never referring to House of Anubis, but I feel like House of Anubis would really excel as like a college thing because, first of all, it would make more sense for an American to go to England for college rather than like Nina going to Nina, the American abandoning her grandmother to go to a British boarding school. And then you can have even more, and then also there are more Americans later on in the show. And so that would make you, it makes sense like maybe one American goes, but three so Why are there so many Americans in I House don't of know. I mean, it's said that Americans would want to watch the show, but I, I don't know also. But if it's college, three Americans, sure. Why aren't there more Americans, actually, is the question we'd be asking. Yeah, so. Americans are obsessed with England. Of course they want to go. Mm-hmm. So there are way too many Americans in, um, in House of Anubis. Like, I love Eddie, the American, for a while, but, like, he could have been a Brit. He, he could have been. been. He could have been. Workley Duffield really was a fun actor, though. He's also Canadian, so why couldn't they have just... Well, no, because they wanted an American character. But they could have just said he's from Canada, and then it would have been fine. It would have made more sense. There was also the plot of, like, yes, he's American, but his father, the headmaster of the school, was British, which which now that I'm saying it out loud really makes you question um, the ethics of the headmaster of... The House of Anubis school. You're abandoning your son in, across the Atlantic to yeah. what? Run a culty school? It's weird. Yeah. And we never really got that story, did we? Like, why was he absent from his son's life? What happened to his relationship with Eddie's mom? I think it was just, like, an excuse to, like, make Eddie seem interesting. But then they kind of, like, abandoned that in favor of, like, yeah, he is another separate chosen one. And also, uh, which never super made sense to me, but that might be because I was too young to understand the actual plot of House of Anubis. I don't know if I learned this, and I don't know if, like, someone, like, said this, like, this is most likely what happened. Or, like, if it's confirmed, this is what happened. But... I think they probably, I because I when I was rewatching the show, I think they brought in because Eddie's the Osirian, which is like the other half to the chosen one, and I think don't think they bring that up until the end of season two. Yeah, and I think that they brought that up because they knew that Natalia was leaving because I know they knew she was leaving before they finished filming season oh. two. So I think they brought that up and they made it Eddie because they knew that they were going to do a season three or if they were to do a season three, that he would need to be the main character because they had to have an American main character 
So they threw that in at the end so that if they got renewed, then they would have that set up for the next season. And that's why it was, it didn't make any sense because it doesn't, it doesn't make sense. Yeah. You know what made even less sense? Like the whole like excuse for like why Nina doesn't come back to the school of like the, the chosen one and the other chosen one, the Osirian can't be together. I'm sorry, Fabian, we're broken up. You had to find out in a letter that Eddie gave you instead of like, you know, us video calling like yeah and like no i get the video calling thing because you know the actress couldn't be there but a phone call a phone call a phone call like of all things a letter it made no sense and also the fact that eddie and nina were together for an entire season and no catastrophe happened makes no sense either but we can overlook that they were living in the same house and like they never interact they never really interacted so i guess Mm -hmm. maybe nothing happened because they never super interacted but also like the sky didn't fall down. You could also argue that, like, maybe it wasn't dangerous until he realized he was the Osirian, but I don't think that's a strong argument. <laughs> Eddie being the Osirian makes me feel very sorry for Joy, though, because her whole deal in season one was like, yeah, I got kidnapped because they thought I was a chosen one. Oops, turns out that Nina is the chosen one, and they just thought it because we share the same birthday. Oh, well, I'm going to go back to the house and um, get rejected by a boy for the chosen one and she doesn't even get any like cool magic stuff out of it like she briefly joins sabuna but then like gets embroiled in like relationship drama i think it would have been a more interesting storyline actually now that you say that if they had had like a thing where she was like i was kidnapped for no reason and that have been like a big thing like a big arc that she went through but no she was just like I missed out on school and my boyfriend who isn't my boyfriend likes another girl and that was not as good. Yeah. If House of Anubis was like a prestigious air quotes prestigious Netflix show, they prob they would have explored Joy's trauma in some way. Which mm-hmm. is another thing. I feel like I don't know how it was on Tumblr, but on the Nickelodeon message boards I I was on as a child. Like, they hated Joy for what? Liking a boy? They hated Joy on Tumblr, too. They didn't like her. The good, the people with taste liked her, though, and I was one of those people, I'm happy to say. Feminists loved Joy and Mara because they did nothing wrong other than like boys who were not good for them. Mm -hmm. And we all do that. We all like people. So why can't we extend the same compassion to these wonderful girls? But sadly, Nickelodeon in 2011... Not progressive enough. That's why Netflix. That's why Netflix needs to swoop in. Netflix needs to swoop in, reboot it, give us dark academia, fun, campy, gay content. Mm-hmm. Netflix, if you're listening to this, like we have a pitch for you right now. Um, it's going to be great, and it's already based on pre-existing IP, which I know that you love because nobody has interesting ideas anymore. Just Perfect for fans of your Winx Club show that I haven't watched yet. You know. Did you know that the Wings Club show was actually was actually one of the most popular shows on Netflix last year? Was it really? It was it, one of the most popular ones. Even with Bridgerton and Squid Games? You gotta remember that Netflix releases shows every year that are like duds that nobody watches. So like top 10% most popular isn't isn't a very high That's bar to clear. That's true. That's true. But also it's funny because the show got so much hate only to become like very popular and get a season two i need to watch it i loved that show when i was a child i probably would like the netflix show as well i know it's super different but yeah it's like they dark academia fight it and then whitewash um one of the characters i didn't hear about that yeah that's a huge yikes and also but like apparently they're 
going to do better with season two and make it, you know, more appeal to the fans of the original. But I never trust Netflix anymore. That's true. You know, sometimes Netflix does good and sometimes it really ruins your childhood. I honestly don't even watch anything anymore, I feel like, because they just cancel. Everything just gets canceled. Yeah, it's just because, like, shows get more expensive, like, after a few seasons. So, like, instead of, like, continuing the story, Netflix is like, well, we could spend money on that. Or we could spend money on another show because we know that people will keep watching new stuff. Yeah. Speaking of which, everyone listening to this podcast, stop blaming Riverdale for your problems. I mean, like, it's a business. It makes sense from a business decision. From, it just points out how bleak the world is that good stories are not going to continue because they're not profitable. But it makes sense from a business decision. Yeah. It's not Riverdale's fault. Yeah, also Netflix. Riverdale's not Netflix no. original. Like, stop blaming it every time. Stop talking about it every time. Like, yeah. something on Netflix just gets canceled. Blame Shadow and Bone instead. <laughs> sure, sure. I think Shadow and Bone, I love Shadow and Bone, but I also would love to see it get more hate. I think we should move all the hate from Riverdale onto Shadow and Bone. Maybe so, maybe so. They just shouldn't have cast Ben Barnes as the Darkling because, you know, you see Ben Barnes and all all of your morality goes out the window sometimes. That's true. I, yeah, he is, he is my friend, so... He's your friend because you love Narnia. He's my friend because I love Narnia. We've known each other for years now. Speaking of which, did you hear about the Andrew Garfield? I have. I have. I haven't stopped thinking about it. I think, I think that it, I don't know if he would have been good. I think he would have been good as a book Caspian, but they take the book Caspian and they made a completely different Caspian for the movies. And the Caspian, like, I think he's supposed to be Spanish. I'm using the benefit of the doubt, but I could be wrong. But I don't think Andrew Garfield looks Spaniard whatsoever. So I don't yeah. know if he would have been a good movie Caspian. Yeah, but also, like, Ben Barnes is still, like, an English white guy. But... He is. But, like, I don't... They they did something to him in the movie that... He still doesn't look like <laughs> like the rest of the Telmarines are supposed to. But he looks a closer approximation than I think Andrew Garfield would have looked. Well, we veered grossly off topic, which means that um, it's time to wind down the po- wind down podcast. It's been great chatting with you, Grace. But now it's time for the podcast that I personally like. I don't know if anyone else likes. I just do this podcast for myself and myself only. The lightning round, which is where I ask my guest a series of quick questions to see if they have any fun opinions. Grace, are you ready? I am. All right. Um, number one, Fabian with Nina or Fabian with Joy? Joy. Um, number two, Jerome and Mara or Jerome and Joy? Uh, this one's hard. Um, objectively, Joy's, it makes more sense, but subjectively, Mara. So I'm going to say Mara. I feel like I would have the same answer, but also, but maybe I'm biased because I have an irrational hatred of season three of House of Anubis. <laughs> they ruined my girl. They, they did. Girl. They did. All right. Um, number four. Mara and Jerome or Mara and Mick? Oh, Mara and Jerome. Overall, who is your favorite House of Anubis character? Mara. And final question. 
If you were in Anubis House, would you have been a Sabuna member or would you have been completely oblivious to the entire mystery? Um, I think I probably would have been oblivious, but because I wanted to be, like, I probably would not have been wanting to stay up late and solve Egyptian mysteries. I believe you guys, we have, we have class in the morning. We got to (laughs) go. You would have been like, dude, I need to, I need to get get my GPA up. I'm getting into college. I don't know what y'all are doing, but I'm getting into college. I would be like the Danny and Teen Wolf. Yeah, I would. That would be me in House of Dreamers. It's like I see. It's like I see what's happening, but I am pretending I do not see it for the sake of my education. Yeah, I would definitely know something was happening, but I would just pretend I do not see it. Of course, those kids are so suspicious every single day. Mm-hmm. Can't lie for shit. Yeah, although I don't know whether it's the acting or just like a character choice. I think it's a bit of both. I think it's a bit of both. Yeah. I mean, well, that's all of my questions for today. Um, Grace, do you have any last words for the audience? Any social media that you'd like to promote? Um, you know, you can follow the Book Hose Twitter. It's at the Book Hose. You can also follow me on Twitter if you want. Um, sometimes I'm funny. Sometimes I'm not. My Twitter is at Scoops Troops. Um, like in Stranger Things. Like in Stranger Things. And yeah, listen to the Book Hose. We have fun. We talk about books. You can find that on Spotify or Apple or wherever you get your podcasts. They also do really fun group reads if you ever want to like pick up a book. So like, We do. We do. That's all for today. Um, thank you, Grace, for coming on today. Um, as a reminder, episodes drop every other Thursday. Please give this podcast a rating and review on Apple Podcasts and Spotify if you're into that sort of thing. Until next time, I'm Nia reminding you that your creepy attic might have the key to a mystery in it and you should probably go check it, like, right now.